Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Back after a uh, week off. Actually, only only three vacation days, actually. It was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I only used three vacation days. <laughs> uh, but took a week off. And and I got to tell you, uh, first of all, I'm really, really glad to be back. And I, and I mean this. I miss doing this. When I'm off the air, I really miss doing this. I miss interacting with you guys. I hope you feel the same way about me. Uh, I managed to uh, fill social media over the break with some stuff about, you know, current events. But also most of it about food, really. And, and, uh, and about uh, enjoying the holidays and enjoying, uh, you know, your, your family. It, it's That's what it was about really and that's what i did i i was here my wife uh, went to north carolina to spend the uh the week uh, the later part of the week with her sister she hung there i had my son who's 23 and my daughter who's 17 and as much as they may not admit it uh i think they kind of enjoyed being with me and i really really enjoyed being with them it is uh something that i can't ever replace because right now my son lives at home for this this uh, winter and then he's going to move and we will be a half-empty nest at that point. And then a couple of years down the road, my daughter will be uh, out of the home. But I enjoyed it, and, and I shared all of the, uh, the, the pictures of the food stuff that I did. And then also, I did a Clark Griswold this year. <clears throat> I, I am really, really, I'm just excited about the Christmas holiday this year, more than ever. And because uh, I, I have a lot of reasons to be uh, really, really um, happy with my life. Things have really turned around for me, and uh, and I want to be able to use what I do for a living to maybe inspire others. And and maybe many of you are in difficult places right now. I, I was uh, talking about this weekend. You know, today's Cyber Monday, by the way. You're going to go online and you, uh, Cyber Monday. It's it's one of those things they just made up, like Valentine's Day. It's like, yeah, we need a we need a holiday for love so that guys will go out and buy the women in their lives all sorts of stuff. We'll build an entire month around it. It's kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I uh, I have very just I've got a lot of reasons to be uh, uh, happy and and I hope like I said I'm able to to bring those to you because I know that a lot of uh, a lot of people are suffering and I I it, try to every day not only bring you the uh, for lack of a better cliche unvarnished truth because I'm not here to lie to you but also possibly entertain you inform you and motivate you. Uh, maybe if times are rough for you. But anyway, back to the uh, original uh, point here. Uh, the Christmas season is here. I call it the Christmas season because I uh, celebrate Christmas. Maybe you celebrate Hanukkah, so it's the Hanukkah season. That's cool. Just say Happy Hanukkah. If you do the Kwanzaa thing, say Happy Kwanzaa. If you're going to call the show, uh, open the uh, conversation, you want to say Merry Christmas, please do. If you want to say Happy Hanukkah, please do. You want to say Happy Kwanzaa, yippee-skippy, don't even care. Uh, because you know what? Uh, this is a great time of the year, and uh, particularly the, the uh, you know, month between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, it can be pretty amazing. So uh, I got to uh, do the Clark Griswold thing, did Christmas lights uh, around the house, made a little alcove, the entrance of the house. My wife's got a little she shed in the back that she waited for years to get, and, and I put lights on her little she shed there, and I watched Christmas movies this weekend. I know I'm not supposed to, and we decided we're going to wait on the uh, <clears throat> Christmas bumper music until uh, tomorrow. So there is that. So we're going we're gonna to wait on that. The Christmas bumper music will start <clears throat> on the 1st of December. 
That said, I did watch some Christmas movies. I saw on Amazon this weekend the original, the George C. Scott 1984 version of A Christmas Carol, which is my favorite, which was only for television, is on Amazon Prime. I watched it this weekend. It was glorious to see it on a big screen this weekend. Kind of nice. And then I also, and 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 I would like to know, as the show progresses, because we got lots on the economy, we got the uh, Arizona election and the nonsense uh, associated with that. They're getting ready to uh, uh, certify it today, and I see to the people of uh, of Arizona, uh, do a Brazil, okay? Because honestly, if the Arizona election is allowed to stand and be certified, um, then democracy is over. So we'll get to all of that on the show. But but I did see the uh, the spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell this weekend. My son cranked it up. He turned it on and set me down. I probably wouldn't have watched it, but he said, here, just check it out. He says it's just pretty good. I say it's one of the funniest dang movies, uh, the best Christmas movie since Elf. And Elf was a really good movie with Will Ferrell from about 20 years ago. So uh, I did see that. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I've had a lot of people telling me, no, it wasn't that great. I'm a comedy writer. I do it for a living. And I'm sticking by my uh, my evaluation of the movie. Again, it's called Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. I watched it this weekend. I thought it was one of the funniest takes on A Christmas Carol. Some of the best musical numbers that literally made fun of musical numbers. I thought it was genius. But, you know, you know it's, it's kind of weird. Because, you know, there's some movies that people love. Uh, you know, Caddyshack's a really funny movie. I wasn't really that crazy about it. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. A lot of people say, oh, my God, Napoleon Dynamite. No, not really. Just kind of meh. A Big Lebowski. It's the greatest piece of cinematic comedy in the history of music. You know. No, I didn't think it was really that great. I thought it was okay. I, I never used the quotes from, you know, Jeff Bridges in the movie like a lot of guys do. So am I, am I wrong about this? I don't know. So if you did see it, uh, I'm not making this the, the, the show topic, but if you did see Spirited, I want to know if I'm, uh, if I'm completely off my rocker or, yeah, it's a really, really funny movie. Uh, regardless, I'm in, the, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I've done a lot of stuff. I, I sneaked in some Christmas decorations. I put some candy canes on the Norfolk pine that we bought at Walmart. 15 years ago that's now seven feet tall and a few things like that. And then my wife left town and I went nuts. And I just, and I did it because I just feel grateful. I feel grateful for everything. And uh, I know that we've all been through a hell of a lot in the last two years. And uh, we've had to endure uh, a lot of uh, nonsense, um, being told what we can and cannot say, uh, watching uh, election uh, improprieties being dismissed, watching our uh, belief that maybe there's something to Hunter Biden's laptop dismissed. Now we find it's true in a whole deal. And, and, and this has been a very trying couple of years. If you are a, uh, I won't even just say conservative, I'll just say somebody who loves America. It's been a really rough time for people who love America. And even though everybody's saying, oh, yeah, the Democrats won the, 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 the midterms. No, they didn't. No, they did not. Uh, we won that. And the Democrats threw everything they could at us. I mean, a billion dollars, all sorts of money from outside sources, uh, a reliance on the FBI and the DHS to literally shut down the discussion of free information. And I've got oh, they you would not believe how much money our federal government has given to organizations to shut down free speech. I'm going to share that as the show progresses. But that said, we've got about another month of this year to go. And I'm going to do my very best to bring in the news of the day, to bring you satire 
that makes a point. And, and, and if I can in any way, shape, or form make your holidays uh, more enjoyable and maybe, maybe distract us all from the nonsense that's going on in the world, then I will do my level best. But a lot of nonsense does continue. And uh, we will get to them all, uh, all of these instances, as the show progresses. For instance, today, if we are to believe the results of Arizona, then uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, at best, is an incompetent, ineffectual boob who can't run an election or a state. At worst, she's a thieving totalitarian. Either way, the Democrats are cool with it. We're going to get to that. Also, the same thing happening in Brazil uh, happened here in 2020. We'll get into that. The same. Uh, malfeasance, corporate media cover-up, shout-down of election deniers, all of that. There. And if we can't trust the election process, it's over. So we're going to cover that at some point. What's happening in China? Is it another Tiananmen Square? Who knows? For those of you who are millennials and don't remember Tiananmen Square, I'll refresh your memories or educate you about what China was able to do then. Will they be able to do it this time? Who the hell knows? I'm sorry. I mean, who the heck knows? Gosh darn it. But before I do that, there's been a lot of talk about Ron DeSantis being the presidential candidate for Republicans in 2024. And a lot of people are now saying that Ron DeSantis and they're the same people who have been saying awful things about Donald Trump and you and you and you for about seven years now. And they want to have a kumbaya moment where we will all shift our uh, focus off of Donald Trump and our support for Donald Trump, and we will move on to Ron DeSantis. Now, why are the same people who said that Ron is, or, uh, Donald Trump is a liar, a white supremacist, you're a MAGA fascist because you support him, you're an enemy of Why do they suddenly want us to turn our focus on Ron DeSantis? Well, here's the real. It's nothing wrong against Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is an amazing man, and I, and I hope he eventually becomes the president, all right? But they want to... Put the last nail in Donald Trump's coffin. They want you to get on board with Ron DeSantis, and then they're going to summarily destroy Ronald Ron DeSantis. That's just the way it goes. Now, I said no Christmas bumper music. Doesn't mean we can't have a Christmas parody. Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's the next big thing. Jim Gossett back on the, the air. media pretends to like him. His praises, they all sing. It makes me sick because it's a trick to get Trump out of the way. They'll go after him, too. If he beats Don, they'll turn on Ron. They'll support DeSantis no way. Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus, here comes DeSantis Claus, he's got lots of fans. Oh, rhinos act like they support him, but they've got other plans. Yeah. They'll try to use him, then abuse him, the goal is ruining Trump. They prefer a wimp like Pence, and DeSantis Claus they will die. <laughs> we better stick with Trump. I'm going to tell you the difference between Trump voters and DeSantis voters. We'll have that. And here's the number, guys. It's 800-922-6680. You can say Merry Christmas today. It's okay. You can say Happy Hanukkah today. You can say Kwanzaa, whatever. I, I, do it. That's fine. Welcome to it. This is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. How was your Thanksgiving? Mine was uh, very non-traditional and uh, really awesome. 
And I've been sitting on this little soundbite since Thanksgiving. This is Joy Reid. She is the uh, 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 ghost of Christmas something or other. I don't know what the hell she is, but she's got some serious issues. And uh, she's a very unhappy person. Thanksgiving. The day we gather with friends and family to enjoy turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. We throw on the game, catch up on our lives, and then discuss, or quite possibly argue, about religion and politics. <laughs> For millions of Americans, it's a day of cherished traditions. And as Americans, we certainly... And I'm going to whiz on them right now. ...we value those traditions. But it's also important to... But, but... ...unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies built on this myth that the indigenous welcomed their colonizers with open arms and ears of corn, a simplistic fairy tale interpretation. No, that's actually how it happened, because there were only like 20 of the colonizers there, and then there were like tribes and tribes of Indians, and and so it wasn't like they were colonizing. uh, They were actually just almost starving to death all the time, and they cooperated with one another, and uh, the Indians were nice enough to uh, teach the pilgrims how to plant crops and fertilize them so they wouldn't die. A 1621 encounter between indigenous tribes and English settlers. Yeah, kind of hard to enslave and take over when there's only like 20 of you after most of the people in your party have died and then the, you know, the, the Native Americans have been living there for hundreds of years and they were cool. Erases the genocide that followed. It's the truth Republicans want banned from our textbooks. Wow, she even made it political. Because here's the secret they want so desperately to keep. What? What's that? We are a country founded on violence. Wow, that was uh, that was MSNBC's treatment of Thanksgiving. I, I just want to know who the heck uh, watched that, and, and honestly, who sat there and watched that and said it was cool? Uh, I'm thinking Joe Scarborough did. I'm thinking Mika Brzezinski did because you know they're just morons. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, who 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 does this? Who did? Why? If your if your heart is that dark, I mean, really, what the, what what is wrong with you? What is wrong? I, I saw this it's kind of interesting. There was a uh, Mount Holyoke graduate. This is kind of funny. Annabelle Rockwell went off to Mount Holyoke in 2011. And uh, she's always been a kind of a spoiled kid. And she went off to Mount Holyoke. And uh, everything was really cool until her junior year. And she took a gender studies class. And her world turned upside down. She said that this professor tells me about the patriarchy. Uh, I barely knew what the word meant. I don't know what I was uh, talking about. I wanted some uh, someone that uh, was into feminism. I just knew that I had always felt, uh, always been free to do what I wanted, never experienced sexism in her life, but she was taught to be oppressed and didn't need, to, didn't even know about it. And uh, anyway, this woman, this rich kid, this Annabelle Rockwell, literally had to be deprogrammed by her mom after she graduated. And those who don't get progr- deprogrammed by liberal academia end up like uh, Joy Reid. And I, and I think we're turning the corner on Joy Reid. I hope I'm, I'm right in assuming that. I think we are. Because I think the uh, visceral reaction to Joy Reid's little monologue about Thanksgiving uh, proved it. I think people really just kind of think, you know, shut up. I'm going to enjoy my Thanksgiving. I'm going to be grateful for what I have in my life. Uh, Joy Reid makes probably a million dollars a year part-time job, and she's still just riddled with hate and has a race... Uh, 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 chip on her shoulder that's the size of a, a car battery and uh, kind of like Michelle Obama same way same way just is really mad about everything even though they've experienced more privilege than anybody literally I mean the the top 0.1 percent of humans on the earth 
uh, Joy Reid has experienced. Uh, people like Oprah Winfrey have experienced. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama, of course, 0.1% in the world, and they're still really angry about everything. It's kind of sad, but we're not going to let them uh, kill our buzz, if you know what I mean. I did see something kind of interesting this weekend. Gaslighting named the, uh, the word of 2022, according to Merriam-Webster. And I thought, wow, how, uh, how important this, this word is. And maybe now that we have an understanding of the word, we can work to dismantle it. Gaslighting, basically, is, uh, let me put it into uh, terms, and I've used this before. But say, for instance, you've got a, a spouse that you think is cheating. And I'll just say that you're a woman, and uh, he comes home with a pack of condoms in his pocket. He has a series of texts talking about the great sex he had with the person on the other end of the thing. He's got perfume going. He's got uh, he's been lying for months about the lunches that he's had at work, and you've got all of this evidence, all of this evidence. And he says to you when you say, "Hey," he says, "Oh man, you are so crazy. How could you possibly believe that? You know, I love you more than anything in the world. I would never." Never lie to you, whatever. Gets gaslighting. Because gaslighting causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception, and reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability. There you go. And if you look at the last two years as a conservative, you'd have to say, this is what the media, this is what the Biden administration, this is what big social media have done to you or attempted to do to you. And that's why when I hear things like Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation, I say, you know why I think that it wasn't disinformation? Because I'm not stupid. That's why I use it. Because, again, gaslighting causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, meaning that if you ask enough questions about things and have them shut down, you'll become emotionally and physically exhausted to the point you're just like, screw it, let it happen. Let's hope to hell that's not happening in Arizona right now. Because they're talking about certifying the election, and that's nonsense. You've got millions of people right now in Brazil hitting the streets saying that they think that the election of this uh, communist uh, beating Bolsonaro, despite all of the down ticket races being conservative, that the people of Brazil are just going to let it go. And they're just going to leave it in the past. And I hope and pray that that doesn't happen. And that's what they're trying to do here with everything, particularly with, with uh, COVID, the COVID restrictions, the nonsense, Anthony Fauci being able to retire last week and never answer where COVID came from. Because they think that by saying that what you believe about COVID is disinformation or misinformation and, and possibly you begin to question your own reality, your own uh, conclusions, and you'll just forget about it. Well, this is one person who refuses to be gaslighted. All right. I'm not going there. And I've got a bunch of different things that are going on where the media, the mainstream media, and the government are attempting to gaslight you, and you're saying, I don't think so, including the Arizona election with Terry Lake hanging in the balance. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. 
At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. Gaslighting, the uh, word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster. And you have been gaslighted about a lot of different things, and we're finding out the truth. It's quite remarkable, and hopefully we'll find out much more with this new Republican Congress. Gaslighting, name uh, the word of the year. Again, gaslighting causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories. Typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Kind of weird, right? Kind of weird, for instance, uh, you know, you say that you didn't want to take the vaccine, you didn't think it was necessary because maybe it was uh, you know, more necessary for a person who has comorbidities and the whole deal. Well, if you did that, you're, uh, if you said that that was true, then you were a vaccine denier. If you said uh, you didn't think that January 6th was the worst uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol since the uh, War of 1812, you were considered uh, uh, a January 6th uh, insurrectionist. If you said that you thought that Hunter Biden's laptop was real because, you know, all the pictures of Hunter uh, Biden with the crack pipe and the prostitutes and all of that and the time-stamped emails and all that, and you knew it because uh, it, it was presented to the FBI three years ago and they ignored it, well, you were considered to be a, uh, a conspiracy theorist. If you believe that there was no reason why Donald Trump would collude with Russia in 2016 because he was a hawk on defense, intellectual property, among other things, and, of course, energy independence, then you were called a, uh, uh, you believed, Russian disinformation. Do you see what I'm going here? You see, see what I mean by gaslighting? But the thing is, people who are really, really solid in their beliefs and they do their research... Generally, you can say and you can enter a conversation and win the conversation, but if you can't converse or you're shouted down or the DHS comes up with a department called the Department of Disinformation and shuts you down on social media, then you are without remedy. That's why this word gaslighting is so important. Because gaslighting has been used by totalitarians of the past to shut down dissent. You know that expression I use, dissent is not disinformation? Who came up with disinformation, guys? You know this if you listen to the show. Joseph Stalin came up with disinformation in 1923. And the Democrat Party and Joe Biden relied on your confusion. Uh, they, they relied on you being distracted by a lot of different stuff in the news, whether it be Drag Queen Story Hour or CRT in schools or whatever, they, they uh, distracted you enough that you might forget all of the questions that you have. But many of you have not. Many of you are saying no. And many of you are saying of the new Republican uh, Congress, you better do something about it. 
You better do something about it, Kevin McCarthy. If you think you're going to be the Speaker of the House, you better stop being a used, uh, or not a used, but a vinyl uh, siding salesman, because that's what you remind me of right now. I don't see any uh, cojones in Kevin McCarthy. All I see is corruption from uh, from, uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is a uh, a turtle, a swamp dweller. Uh, He has said nothing uh, with regard to the midterm. He said nothing. Why is that? Why is that? Because he doesn't care about you or your concerns. Uh, unlike a Kevin McCarthy, at least putting in a good act, going down to the border, saying he's going to turn things around, there are going to be investigations. What does Mitch McConnell promise you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to mention this. New Emerson poll was released uh, uh, late last week showing President Trump way in the lead over uh, the Republican presidential hopefuls including about 15 points, depending on the poll, ahead of Ron DeSantis. I know, I know, crazy, right? You're supposed to be able to move on and leave Donald Trump in the rearview mirror. No, no, no. Conservative Treehouse uh, also had, for instance, uh, Liz Cheney getting 4% of the uh, the vote of this and Ted Cruz getting 3 Nikki Haley, 3 Larry Hogan, 1%. Kind of interesting. And then they they did a little uh, uh, demographic research into the different um, people who are voting for DeSantis versus Trump. Okay, and and as I said, I like Ron DeSantis. Don't get me wrong, uh, but there are a lot of people who have been gaslighted, as I said earlier, about believing in Donald Trump for seven years. We've been gaslighted, told that he is evil, told that you are this, you are that, you cannot this. And now all of these have been proven to be lies. And those same people who have been gaslighting you about Donald Trump now want you to leave him in the dust and move on to Ron DeSantis, where they will do the exact same thing to Ron DeSantis. And I would venture to say that Ron DeSantis' great skill with regard to the press was non-existent before Donald Trump became the president and before Donald Trump offered him an endorsement, which got him the election that he barely won in 2016 or 2018. And then he had a landslide. So I venture to say that Ron DeSantis is a student of Donald Trump. Carrie Lake, no doubt about it, student of Donald Trump. The American people, particularly those who have been Trump supporters, do not want to go back to the days of Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney, uh... You name the the uh, myriad of uh, of Republican rhinos; those days are gone. We're not going back there. Right now, the only person who could possibly be the president in a Trumpian fashion would be Ron DeSantis. But uh, you see, there's this guy named Donald Trump standing in the way. DeSantis voters, older, uh, very well educated, wealthy, uh, conversant in Wall Street. Uh, a lot of investment folks, predominantly white, left-leaning Republicans with delicate sensibilities. This is this is according to uh, conservative treehouse. Now let's look at Trump voters. Do you recall uh, Dave Chappelle was on SNL and he said, "Man, you got to I tell you what, if you're willing to write off Donald Trump, you don't know his voters. You don't know his voters." And it's true. Trump voters are younger, younger and middle-aged. Why, hello everyone. I'm a middle-aged anyway. Multiracial working class. Hardcore Main Street. Paycheck earners. The middle class. Yeah. 
The more of uh, these uh, attributes the person carries, the more likely they are to vote for Donald Trump. Trump is defined by Main Street. DeSantis, at least right now, is defined by Wall Street. Nothing against Ron DeSantis, don't get me wrong. But if you think that just gaslighting Donald Trump further after the midterms by saying that the midterms were a crushing defeat for conservatives, realize where that message is coming from. I know you're not being gaslighted. Yeah. Oh, and one other uh, a note here. <laughs> and this is kind of related to uh, Joy Reid saying what she did about Thanksgiving and, and being laughed out. A uh, Cambridge research student has claimed that Jesus Christ was uh, trans. I, I know, it's sickening. It's thoroughly sickening. The headline is, it's heresy. Worshippers left in tears as Cambridge Dean claims Jesus was transgender over a row over Christ's wound having a, quote, vaginal appearance. How sick are these people? Dr. Michael Banner, uh, dean of Trinity College, was uh, backing up junior research fellow Joshua Heath, who displayed Renaissance and medieval paintings of the crucifixion depicting a side wound that he likened to a vagina in front of the congregation. The side wound, quote, takes on a decidedly vaginal appearance, said Heath, whose Ph.D. was supervised by the former Archbishop of Canterbury. In Christ's simultaneously masculine and feminine body in these works, if the body of Christ, as these works suggest, the body of all bodies, then his body is also the trans body, claimed the researcher. In a letter to the dean, one worshiper said, I left the service in tears. You offered to speak with me afterwards. I was too distressed. I am contemptuous of the idea that by cutting a hole in a man, uh, though he can be penetrated, he be can become a woman. It's sickening. Spokesperson for Trinity College said the college would like to make clear the following. Neither the dean of Trinity College nor the researcher giving the sermon suggested was Jesus was transgender. Oh, yeah, no, he did, actually. Like I said, I think we're kind of done with it. Kind of done with it. Let's move on to uh, Maricopa County, shall we? Maricopa County in, uh, in uh, lovely Arizona. Mm, there's been a good deal of uh, questions about the midterm elections. Uh, you may recall Adam Laxalt in the state of, uh, of Nevada lost. Uh, it was mathematically impossible for him to lose. Technically, he even said it the night before uh, the election results um, and said, there's no way that I could lose the election. The, the, the left would have to get 65% of the remaining ballots. Uh, and we all know that uh, the lion's share of the day of ballots were cast by Republicans. And yet, somehow, he lost. And that's in the rearview mirror of history. You can't ask that question anymore. Well, uh, Carrie Lake isn't going so quietly into the night, and I, and I don't think she should. Here is a little montage of some of the crap that went on in Maricopa County. I want you to think about this. There is no doubt there is voter fraud in this country, 100%. For those of you who say that there is no voter fraud, honestly, you are so intellectually lazy that, uh, honestly, you shouldn't even be a part of the discussion. There is electioneering that has been happening in cities around the country for 50, 60, maybe even more years. It does happen. We saw it in Philadelphia. I saw it in Cincinnati personally. Busloads of people brought in from nursing communities and whatnot, homeless shelters, given a card that says who you should vote for and a grocery card for gifts or, or a, gift, a gift card for groceries, I should say. And so I, I was thinking about this this weekend. 
And it's kind of funny that that no Democrats are willing to say, hey, man, there you're right. That was election fraud. We better fix this because otherwise you might lose, uh, you know, uh, your belief in the voting system in the country. Has any Democrat done that? Has any Democrat said, man, Maricopa County was screwed up? Any Democrat who said, are you kidding? Uh, 300% more Republican issues, voter Republican issues in Maricopa County than Democrats. All right? Uh, 70 precincts affected, 59 Republican, serious problems on Election Day when Republicans went to vote. Where are Democrats on this? Where are they saying, you know, you're exactly right. I don't blame you for feeling this way. And let, let us allay your fears by showing you everything. That doesn't happen. Do you know why? Because communism doesn't win elections. Communism, when it's on the ballot, doesn't win. Communism has to win by violent revolution or by hook or by crook. And that's what we see here. That's what we are seeing in Brazil. That's what we're seeing in countries around the world. Communism doesn't win. The only way it does is by BS like could be happening in Maricopa County. I've got audio. I've got some stats. Your phone calls as well. 800-922-6680. Am I saying exclusively the election was stolen? No. But if the powers that be in Arizona certify this election with Katie Hobbs, the person who was in charge of the election in Arizona, in charge of it, not recusing herself, and then the face plant that happened in Maricopa County, the election has to be audited or held again. Or everything stops in Arizona. There you go. 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. Functioning, ill-functioning tabulators that should have been none of the machines were were reading very well my first ballot they tried to scan about eight times it was rejected every time they were saying that the uh, tabulating machines were down the line was at least 20 people at the tabulators because of the functioning ill-functioning tabulators that should have been properly tested and ready put my ballot in it did not take i reversed it, it did not take one of the tabulators was broken and the other tabulator kept rejecting everyone's vote. Mm -hmm. And you are expected to leave this in the past. There are no other elections that are mirroring what is happening in Maricopa County around the country. This is a uniquely Maricopa County thing. And the amazing thing about it is the Secretary of State of the state of Arizona was in charge of it, and she's running for governor. That should be enough to make you go, okay, uh, complete audit of the election or hold the dang thing again. Maricopa County voting centers plagued with tabulation errors on Election Day affected areas averaging well over 300% more Republicans than Democrat. Voters encountered casting their ballots uh, at 70 of 223 vote centers in Maricopa County on Election Day, resulting in long lines of concerns that ballots ended up uh, not tabulated or misread. But you know what? Just trust them. Just trust them. Honestly, trust the government, the same people who said that, uh, you know, you should shut down the schools because of uh, COVID. You know, trust those people. Trust them. The people who said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Just trust them, please. 
The problems occurred in areas with well over 300% more registered Republicans than Democrats. Of those 70 precincts affected, 59 were heavily Republican voting areas, and two were Republican-leading, but not heavily, with only nine from Democrat-leading or solidly Democrat areas. Arizona Corporation Commissioner Jim O'Connor, who led the effort to stop the use of electronic voting machine tabulators, said that county officials must resign due to problems. Voters of all political parties must uh, have been damaged with this gross incompetence or worse conducted by the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, County Recorder, and Election Director of the 2022 uh, election. 2022 election. And I said to you, at best, Katie Hobbs is an incompetent, ineffectual boob who can't run an election or a state. At worst, she's a thieving totalitarian. Either way, Democrats uh, seem to be cool with it. Shortly after the problematic election, O'Connor called for the Maricopa County Supervisors and Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richard to resign. Maricopa County Member-at-Large Brian Ferentz wants Richard and Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Supervisors, to resign. And he should. High number of Republicans voting in person on Election Day in contrast to Democrats who voted heavily by early ballot. 54% of voters on Election Day early uh, voted uh, Republican, 16% of Democrats. And yet, we're expected to believe that Carrie Lake or Katie Hobbs absolutely stopped Carrie Lake on Election Day. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. A Twitter user named Zentrification said that thousands, possibly tens of thousands, were unable to vote due to the problems in Maricopa County. Washington Post claimed that the proportion of Republicans in the districts that were affected was 37%, not much more than the countywide average of 35%, please. There were no similar problems by the reported in the days leading up to the election when voters arrived at polling locations to vote early. But oddly enough, it all happened when Republican voters came out on Election Day. And you know why they did that? Because they refused to be gaslit. And they believe that there is election chicanery in the United States. And they're right. Ballots that had problems were tabulated, placed into door number three boxes. Many reports show that they were often commingled with ballots that had already been counted or placed into unsecured black satchels when the door three boxes ran out of room. And today, the Maricopa County AG is expected to certify the election, which is uh, nonsense, to put it kindly. Let's go to uh, Claude in Arbutus, Maryland. Hello there, Claude. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? And Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. And uh, I'm getting sick of these transgender people. I'm getting sick of uh, all this nonsense. I mean, Jesus was not a transsexual. Yeah. And And that's a disgrace to Jesus Christ, our Lord. And there's going to be hell to pay, um, telling you, on Judgment Day. So when, people, oh, bro. you know, when people don't want to get right with God, they're going to pay. There's a lot, of, a lot of people that are Christians that are going to hell. Well, and that, Claude, also, you know, you're being told right is wrong and wrong is right. You're being told that boys can compete as girls and all of this. And then to add insult to injury to all of it, after all of the gaslighting that you and I have been through, particularly as Christians, then we have a a teacher at a university saying that the wound on Jesus' side was a vagina and consequently Jesus was transsexual. Honestly, enough is enough, Claude. And and I think that people like that need payback in this life, and, and God will figure out what happens in the afterlife. But in this life, people like this need to be drummed to hell out of academia. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? 
You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Hey, guys, it's Carson, and I have a Christmas gift idea I'll bet your friends and family don't already have. As many of you may know, I have a passion for cooking. I've got about 100 cooking videos on the web. And one of the things that I like to cook this time of year are heirloom soup beans. Now, I made uh, ham hocks and beans the other day. My wife gave me the thumbs up. Not quite as good as her mom's, but pretty darn good. And I used heirloom soup beans. Now, here's the good news. My friends at Powerful Living have just received a fresh batch of premium heirloom soup beans. The ones I cook with. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, some of the best tasting heirloom beans in the world. Best part, I have them for a hefty discount for my listeners. So if you go to heirloomsoupbeans.com, that's heirloomsoupbeans.com, give a beautifully packaged collection of premium heirloom beans on sale right now at heirloomsoupbeans.com. It's chili season, baby. That's heirloomsoupbeans.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is our number two of the Rob Carson Show. Back from vacation after uh, a week, I, I was able to do, uh, uh, do some of the things that I really enjoy, including cooking. And you can see all of the pics on uh, on social media. I know it's kind of weird, you know, that your, your uh, favorite talk radio host uh, also likes to cook, but I, I do. I'm, and I'm actually quite good at it. I, uh, I made a... I made a uh, uh, a pumpkin turtle cheesecake. It's as good as it sounds. And by the way, I just want to share something with you. And if you would just please sit for a moment. This is a pretty big announcement for me. Uh, I appear to be in the process of transitioning. I know you are. Uh, maybe you've heard the telltale signs. The way I talk longingly about dessert. Things like that. But something has happened to me in the last year or so. I stopped drinking about a year ago. I just said, you know, I don't need to drink anymore. It's really not helping me at all. And, and I just, I haven't even missed it. I, I don't miss it. I haven't had a single, even a whiff of alcohol, except for maybe yesterday I'm a friend over, and I made a, a, a beautiful ribeye on the grill that I had in the freezer. I got at Walmart a few months ago. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and he had a glass of uh, Cabernet, and I, was, I smell this. I smell Cabernet, but I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't drink. I just. I stopped, I, and, I, and I don't miss it at all. Don't miss. I did have a. Cigar, I had two cigars over the break, and it was wonderful. And more so with just the conversation, uh, including women in the cigar shop. There are women in the cigar shop, not just dudes. But uh, but I, I appear to be transitioning because since I stopped drinking, I suddenly love sweets. And what the hell? My one of my mantras for my life has been. That if dessert were made of meat, I would eat dessert. And now what happens? I love dessert! Last night I had a conversation with my sister. And she, uh, she loves sweets. And, and I thought I would never be drawn into a conversation with a woman about dessert and, and act like it's the best thing in the world. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I made a whatever, whatever. I said, oh, my God, that sounds fantastic. I made this pumpkin marble cheesecake and it was, you know. And she's like, Really? So I get it now. I understand why you like dessert. I don't know what the heck. I, crumble cookie. Have you ever heard of crumble cookie? C-R-U-M-B-L. It's this little cookie shop that's around the country, and you get the best cookies in the history of mankind. I now want a crumble cookie as much as I would like a Ruth's Chris steak. What's going on? My world is upside down. Needless to say, I'll be going to the gym now that I'm uh, out of Thanksgiving break. 
but it is kind of weird. It's kind of I, 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 I like sweets now. I, I hope, and I've heard that you'll change. I'll change eventually. I'll go back to the you know meat and everything. But right now, if I start on a piece of cheesecake, I can't stop. I used to be able to. My wife, I used to get those Ben and Jerry's. You know, little tubs of Ben and Jerry's before they became super insufferable d bags making the ice cream. Uh, and, and my wife, she, I would laugh at her because she'd say, "That's a serving." The whole tub, she'd eat the whole tub at a sitting, eat the whole thing. I'd be, I could eat one bite, I'm done. Now, if I start on a piece of my pumpkin marble cheesecake, I will eat the whole piece, and I will move into the next uh, piece. I will. I might even eat two pieces. It's ridiculous. It's sad. Uh, anyway, Newsback's conducting an urgent poll. Do you want Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis to be the candidate in 2024? We're doing another poll here. You can vote in the Newsmax poll on Trump versus DeSantis. Just text the word event, event to 39747. Event to 39747. That's 39747. And the word is event. Tune in to Newsmax for news you can trust. You'll see my show on there as well, by the way, and all the uh, sundry Newsmax talent who are true to their beliefs and to the news cycle. So just text event to 39747. That's uh, event to 39747. Make the switch to Newsmax. And a lot of people are. They're saying, uh, Fox, we're done with you because of all the nonsense. Can't trust you anymore. Because you keep doing stuff that, you know, makes you kind of go, huh, huh. This is Curry Lake uh, on uh, Friday talking about the Maricopa County election. She has not conceded uh, victory or, or defeat, I should say. And oddly enough, Katie Hobbs has been really quiet. Katie Hobbs has been really quiet in Arizona. Hasn't said much. Hasn't said, you know, you're right. I, I know I'm with the Secretary of State and it may seem kind of weird, but let's get it out on the table. None of that. None of that. Uh-uh. She's letting other people uh, uh, speak for her, which is kind of what uh, uh, John Fetterman did during his campaign and Joe Biden did during his campaign. Here's Carrie Lake. Nights and spent quite a bit of time with him, but that has not been discussed. I am focused like a laser beam focus on Arizona and election integrity. We have to take this fight. Is it fun? No. We know we won this election, and we are going to do everything in our power to make sure that every single Arizonan's vote that was disenfranchised is counted and that we fight for the people of Arizona. And the people of Arizona won't be gaslit into believing that all of the stuff that happened in Maricopa County was legit. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, oh, you, you, you would even possibly doubt the election despite all this evidence over here. Uh, honestly, uh, it's just, just sad and pathetic. That's why I said, you know, earlier today, I said gaslighting was named the, the word of the year according to uh, Merriam-Webster. Gaslighting causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perceptions, reality, or memories. Typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. So if you listen to the media and you listen to big social media and you uh, listen to the Democrat Party, you're crazy. You're an election denier. See what I did there? You're an election denier. You, 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 you have valid questions about the election, but the overwhelming majority of media uh, tell you that you're crazy. Tell you you're nuts. A year ago, year and a half ago, with regard to COVID, I said it's like the end of the invasion of the body snatchers. The guy who hasn't been snatched and everybody else has been snatched and they're under control, they're all looking at him as he's running to try and get the word out and say, hey, man, there's this going on and body, bodies are being snatched. And the, and the people who had already been snatched, they said, ah, let him go. They'll think he's crazy. Same thing here. 
Gaslighting the act of distorting the truth in a way that's intended to make another person accept the deception due to doubting their own memory, reality, or sanity. It is considered a form of psychological manipulation or emotional abuse. And it was mastered by the Soviets. Maricopa County refuses to provide documents to the head of the GOP in Arizona regarding the election. Despite rampant corruption on Election Day in Maricopa County, this according to the Gateway Pundit, by the way, it's slightly editorial, of course. The county board refuses to address requests for information, with over 80% of those Election Day being Republican or independent votes who are more likely to vote for the GOP. The Democrats picked up 50% of the votes. How is this possible? With all of the election machines not working and all of the nonsense. Well, you're supposed to disbelieve your senses. It's kind of like a Christmas carol. You know, Scrooge is sitting there talking to Marley. Uh, You know, Marley's sitting right there, man. He's got the chains on. He's sitting in the chair, you know. And Scrooge goes, I doubt you. I doubt you. And and Marley says, what would make you doubt your sentence, uh, your your, your, uh, senses? And he said, you could be a blot of mustard, a bit of underdone potato. Or in this case, uh, the media telling you that nothing happened. Everything was on the up and up. You're perfectly fine. No, avoid your senses. You you know, uh, you're Scrooge or they're Scrooge. Saying, don't worry about it. There's nothing to see here. It's probably something you ate. <laughs> or the voting machines ate, one or the other. It's kind of weird that way. Arizona's Maricopa County pushed back on Republican claims that voting difficulties disenfranchised, vote, disenfranchised voters on Election Day. Well, they did. And there are thousands of people who are doing sworn affidavits saying that they were. But you're supposed to believe that's a bit of underdone potato or a blot of mustard. <laughs> Perfect analogy, and it's perfect for me because I love Christmas, and that's my favorite story ever. Our responsibility, according to uh, 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 Division Chief of Civil Services, Thomas Liddy, he said, our response is available for the public to read in its entirety. Details how Maricopa County followed state and federal laws to ensure every voter was provided the opportunity to cast a ballot. Uh, Oh, and that was said by Board of Supervisors Chair Bill Gates. Uh, Gates plans to canvas Maricopa County election results is required to be done by uh, today, by the way. Accountability promotes responsibility. Arizona GOP Attorney General uh, nominee Abe Hamaday tweeted Saturday amid a recount in his own election where he trailed by 510 votes. Elections that are mismanaged or perceived as unfair will only sow the seeds of doubt to uh, the system that holds this country together. 100%. 100%. Why did I tell you before the election? You have to stay focused. Because they will gaslight you. They will distract you. They will do whatever it takes. And when you raise questions after the election, if you saw some problems, they'll say you're nuts. It's kind of weird. The report from uh, the county in Maricopa noted malfunctions occurred at least 43, uh, at least 43 and as many as 63 of the county's 223 vote centers, largely Republican. Maricopa County experienced unanticipated printing problems. 30% of its vote centers... These problems caused some ballots to be printed in a way that prevented them from uh, some of the precinct-based tabulators from reading them, although all the ballots were easily readable to the human eye. Sure. An Arizona Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright on Saturday demanded Maricopa County officials produce an accounting of ballots allegedly stuffed in black duffel bags during the ballot tabulation process on November the 8th, where counted and uncounted ballots were commingled. But you can't think anything about that. Because, you know, you're a denier.
Brazilian President Bolsonaro's uh, Liberal Party formally filed a request with Brazil's Superior Electoral Court on Tuesday questioning the integrity of the results of the presidential runoff. Now, the court is uh, severely, severely corrupt. Bolsonaro lost by two percentage points. Kind of sounds like things that happen here in this country. Weird. Against corrupt socialist and former president Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro's party request calls for the nation's electoral authority to apply the legal consequences it deems necessary in response to the discovery that electronic voting machines manufactured before 2020 were used in this election. And consequently, 60% of the votes on the old machines went for Bolsonaro's opponent. And all of the new machines went to Bolsonaro. Kind of funny that way. Kind of strange. Let's real quick go to uh, Sharon in uh, Hillthrop, uh, Maryland. Hello there, Sharon, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, what's on my mind is saying Merry Christmas to you, for one thing. You too. Because I you haven't too. done one on the show yet, yet on the show. Yes. Um, Christmas is my favorite, and my birthday is tw- uh, December 13th coming up. So the other thing I want to say is um, I wondered if you knew, remember Tennessee Ernie Ford? He sang the song, Some People See Him, and I won't say any more on the show, but that's a song that even if people didn't bring to come together with that, they would have some understanding of what that's all about. Do you remember that? I I do not know that. Uh, You know what? I am a compendium of popular culture that goes back at least 50 years, thanks to uh, a long career in broadcasting. I do not know that song, but I will look it up, Sharon. In the meantime, happy birthday and Merry Christmas, okay? Thank you much. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. I think by analogy of Ebenezer Scrooge saying that Jacob Marley was uh, nothing more than a blot of mustard or an underdone potato uh, really relates to uh, uh, what Democrats are trying to do to you and have been doing to you for a couple of years. It's called gaslighting. It's, uh, it's uh, when you cause the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception, or reality, or memories. It typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and dependency on the perpetrator. So when you got people in Arizona saying, there was nothing to see here. Oh, yes, I know that uh, half of the voting machines weren't working on Election Day in Maricopa County. And we also know that 75% of the ballots on Election Day were cast by Republicans for Curry Lake. But, uh, you know, nothing to see here. Move along. It's probably something you ate. See the analogy I'm drawing? I think it's a pretty good analogy, to be quite honest. Yeah. Oh, and I want to mention something real quick. Uh, speaking of um, one of the things I did over the break was I did a lot of cooking. And uh, uh, one of the things that I made, we had a non-traditional um, Thanksgiving because my kids, uh, my wife is out of town. I didn't want to do a big turkey and all that stuff. And, and uh, it would just get for three people, my two kids and me. So uh, I ended up making white turkey smoked chili. So I got a turkey a smoked turkey, and I diced it up, and I took the carcass, and I made it into uh, beautiful broth with, uh, you know, uh, carrots, onion, uh, celery, and, and uh, you know, all that. And then I got these heirloom soup beans. I used cannelloni beans, and I put it in there, and I and it soaked them, and I made the best white smoked turkey chili you've had in your life. 
and I use these heirloom soup beans, which I'm glad to introduce you to do today. So um, heirloom soup beans is this uh, great company that we have on the air, and I wanted to share their story with you because if you like to cook like I do, and if you were raised by someone who knew how to cook like my mom, you will appreciate heirloom soup beans and their premium collection of heirloom beans. What you do is you get this wonderful box and it's got like 10, 15 different kinds of different heirloom soup beans and it shows you how to make them and this stuff. And it's glorious. It's, I mean, it's glorious. If you have somebody who's a foodie or if you're a foodie or if you just want to make the best chili of your life or the best ham hocks and beans, I made ham hocks and beans literally two weeks ago with heirloom soup beans. So what you need to do is go to heirloomsoupbeans.com. They've got this marvelous, incredible package that comes to your home. Go, you, know, you can send it to your boss or a friend or a relative, and, and it shows up, and it's something that you will not get anywhere else. It's just extraordinary. Heirloomsoupbeans.com. It's H-E-I-R, loom, L-O-O-M, soupbeans.com, if you have any questions about the, uh, the spelling. Heirloomsoupbeans.com. Get to know it and look at my social media to see my glorious chili and my ham hocks and beans and all the stuff I made. Because it's for heirloomsoupbeans.com. Special package price, now $95 for this giant box of soup beans. You can be making the most glorious soups and chilies all through the holiday season and beyond. Barbara in Baltimore, her first call post-Thanksgiving. Hello, Barbara. How are you today? I'm doing great, and so are you. It's so good to have you back. Thanks for taking my call. You You're bet. just so spot on today. I, you know, I, you, know with you, you, you bring hope. You bring hope with just how you're just on it. This gaslighting, we're not going to take it. And I'm so glad that Carrie Lake is such a fighter and um, exposing them. You know, this, what's so disheartening to me is that Democrats have actually done all of this with the world watching. Yeah. They don't have any respect for us other Americans, for us patriots, for people. They have no respect for us. The world is watching what they, they're doing from Hunter from the beginning, for the last seven years of all the crap and lies that we have been told. And they don't care. So it's gotten now they don't care. What they did in Arizona, that puts the nail in the coffin for me. That's the icing on the cake right there because they did it on Election Day. It's plain they, sight. It's in plain sight, Barbara. If Arizona is allowed to stand, it's over. And I'm telling you, uh, you may recall during the uh, election of 2020 outside of Phoenix, they had a car line, a, 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 a convoy of vehicles supporting Donald Trump 95 miles long. I hope that if this, if this election is certified, that every, every road into the Arizona state capitol is shut down just like they're doing in Brazil. Yeah. I'm absolutely serious, Barbara. I'm absolutely serious. Tired of being gaslighted. Tired of being called denier. Sometimes things are so painfully obvious, it's not even funny. It's not a bit of underdone potato. It's not a blot of mustard. Did you like that analogy, by the way, about the, the Christmas carol? Uh, Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that was kind of a meh. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good one. But you know what? We, we, we're not stupid. Our senses aren't lying to us. Our common sense isn't lying to us. Nonsense. Nonsense. They've tried this. They've tried to force feed us all these narratives, and all of them have been falling, Barbara, right? Yes, they are falling, and they're falling by the wayside. And uh, there's hope for Maryland. That's one other thing I'd like to tell you about this going on here. There's Please. a lot of chatter, chatter about replacing the whole Maryland GOP leadership. Oh, good. 
Now was the time to do it. Now the role is there. Cincinnati, Giordano, the lady that was running for lieutenant governor, is a fighter. She is a fighter. I've seen her. I've seen her before. She's great. We'd like to see her as the Maryland GOP chair. If not her, if she's not able to get in, then I think it's time to just have a Patriot Club, Patriot Party. Yeah, I think you're right. Barbara, we got to run. We got to run. I will tell you, I think I think Ronna McDaniel needs to go bye bye. Um, uh, She needs. She's done. She's uh, she's not only Mitt Romney's niece. That's one thing, but also she really blew it. Really, really blew it in the midterms. Uh, Even though we did win, um, despite it all. Barbara, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Talk again soon. Uh, Stuff going on in China that's really ugly. I hope it leads to much bigger and worse things. Federal government gave tens of millions of dollars to fight disinformation. That's what we're up against. It's gaslighting paid for by taxpayer money. And that's up next on The Rob Carson Show. his opinion see the first amendment and get back to us it's the rob carson show you don't believe in me it might be a bit of bad beef a blot of mustard a fragment of an underdone potato <laughs> there's more of gravy than of grave about you whatever you are humbug i tell you humbug <laughs> That, of course, is A Christmas Carol 1984, the best version of A Christmas Carol, personally, that I think uh, ever done. And that was uh, George C. Scott in one of his final roles uh, in uh, in A Christmas Carol. And I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I had mentioned that, it, you know, you know what that was? You know what that was an example of? Scrooge was gaslighting. Did you know that? Scrooge was gaslighting himself into believing that, oh, yeah, th- you aren't real. This is a pita of, of underdone potato. You're not really there. I mean, I could see you. You're talking to me. Uh, you're sitting in a chair. I told you to sit. You sat down, Jacob Marley. Uh, but you know what? Honestly, you're just a piece of underdone tomato- potato. That's what gaslighting is. Gaslighting the act of uh, distorting the truth in a way that's intended to make another person accept the uh, deception due to dub- doubting their own memory, reality, or sanity. That's what the uh, Democrat Party has done with the mainstream media and big social media. That's what they've done to you. They've made you believe that uh, any, any thought that Hunter Biden's laptop could be real is uh, disinformation. Yeah. They made you believe that hydroxychloroquine, which has worked around the world as a prophylaxis with regard to COVID, including in Africa, quite successfully. Do you realize the infection rate and death rate in Africa from COVID is really, really low. You know why? Because everybody gets hydroxychloroquine because of malaria, and it worked. But you were told that, uh, oh, you know, that's, there's no, uh, that's just disinformation. That's not true. That's not, that's not true. Donald Trump definitely colluded with Russia to try to throw the 2016 election. We find out that was a lie. But you were told that if you believed that there was no uh, there was no collaboration between Donald Trump and Russia, that that was Russian disinformation. You see where I'm going here? See where I'm going here? Uh, yeah. And now we know this. And now we know this. Uh, it looks like our federal government has been paying for it all. Listen to this, kids. You thought the Disinformation Bureau, which I made a big deal out of when uh, 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 Alejandro Mayorkas just unveiled it during a hearing, just said, oh, yeah, we've got a disinformation environment. We've got somebody already in charge. And uh, you know what? Forget about what the history of disinformation and how it was used by Stalin. 
funding censorship. Feds give tens of millions to fight COVID disinformation and what they call populism, which means that when most people believe in something, they try to disprove it, even if their point of view is incorrect. National Science Foundation awarded at least $39 million in grants and contracts in fiscal years 2021 and 22 for projects that target misinformation and disinformation. Two contracts were uh, went to anti-misinformation groups for journalism. Hacks and hackers received $3.7 million with the potential for $2 million more for expert-informed resources to address vaccine hesitancy and misinformation. This is Soviet-era propaganda. <sighs> Meden received $3.2 million contract with potential for $2.5 million more to develop fact-checker and community collaboration tools for combating hate, abuse, and misinformation with minority-led partnerships. Both received $5 million in the new fiscal year from the NSF's Convergence Accelerator, which builds upon basic research and discovery to accelerate solutions toward societal impact. That's all... Um, that is all uh, academic gobbledygook, by the way. That's what that is. It's meant to confuse you and, uh, and obfuscate the truth. Ten uh, organizations directly reference the Accelerator's Track F, also known as Trust and Authenticity on Authenticity and Communications Systems. This is all about people being paid to spout the government narrative. This is literally, listen, I want you to listen to this. It can be hard to. Um, GWU, a few blocks from the White House, received two hundred thousand dollars to study how populist politicians distorted COVID nineteen pandemic health communication. Donald Trump. Uh, uh, and uh, it says here, uh, communication to increase distrust and make citizens more vulnerable to misinformation. Generally, the research will probe how best to counter these populist narratives. In the U.S., Brazil, Poland, and Serbia. This is classic, dis, I mean, Russian-era propaganda. And we're paying for it. We're paying for it. It's really, really quite uh, remarkable. And now that we know that <laughs> gaslighting is the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster, it would say to me that we all get it now. We all get it. That what's in our hearts and what's in our minds, what's in our realm of, of uh, research and, uh, and decision-making and common sense, the only way you can believe some of the narratives coming from the U.S. government is to abandon all of the aforementioned. It's really funny. The Department of Homeland Security uh, helped to set up the Election Integrity Partnership private consortium that includes the state's Global Engagement Center and University of Washington Center for an informed public, which reported purported election misinformation to tech platforms for removal in the past two cycles. Meaning you can't complain if you think there's a problem with the election. It's disinformation. And you know the only place the disinformation can come from authoritatively is the government. And if the government decides what you say is disinformation then you're toast. You see where I'm going here? Why do you suppose violent protests are spreading across China? And they are. And I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, the people of China raise holy hell. Now, for those of you who don't remember when China cracked down on the protesters at Tiananmen Square, I will uh, do it from memory because I was alive. I just started in broadcasting. And I remember the uh, Berlin Wall came down. 
was a glorious thing because communism was falling and the people did it without firing a shot. And we thought that Tiananmen Square would be the same thing because thousands of people gathered in Tiananmen Square peacefully and a man stood in front of a tank and stopped a tank in its tracks, literally. And we never heard from him again. And as we saw this rising fervor in China, can you hear the people sing? One night, the media coverage went dark. Cameras went off. We heard gunfire, and that was it. And the next day, the Chinese government acted like it never happened. And depending on the report you're hearing, 2,500, maybe more, people were slaughtered, were gunned down, run over on their bikes by tanks, and their bodies were washed unceremoniously into the storm sewers. So millennials, if you didn't know that, if you weren't taught that in school, uh, that's the truth. That's what happened. And because they had power over everything, including decide what is disinformation, they were able to get away with it. And they've never changed. And those tactics now exist in our country, where they keep you in the dark and gaslight you and make you believe that your common sense, your life experience mean nothing. Listen to the government because the government decides what is information and what is disinformation. It happens in so many ways. And the crazy thing is, if you relied on your common sense, if you relied on your life experience to get you through COVID or you stuck by your beliefs with regard to corruption of Joe Biden and his son and Hunter Biden, the the uh, the reality of his laptop, and you believed that there was no way Donald Trump would have colluded with Russia because he was a hawk on defense and uh, Russia had no compelling interest to have him in office, then you were right. And the people who said what you believe is misinformation have always been wrong. That's why when I see things like, uh, you know, January 6th, and when I see things like Anthony Fauci being able to retire without answering where the COVID virus came from. Then I realized that the same tactics that the Chinese government did to quell a uh, people's revolution in 1989 are the same tactics being used by our government today. And we can either say, you know, you're right, you're, you're right, I'm crazy, you're right, the government would never lie to me. And if you believe that, then you're toast. <laughs> you're toast. Uh, but it's really remarkable that we live in a country that has the First Amendment, but they were able to get away with so much of it. And I, and I hope, I hope that, the, uh, that the revolution in China brings down the Chinese Communist Party. And I hope that for once the people of China might be able to uh, arrest, convict, and jail for life those who've done it to so many for their political viewpoints in China. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. Uh, I really missed you last week, and I'm glad you're back. Somebody uh, does. Yes. Bob, Somebody uh, did. I want you to check into uh, last week. At the end of the week, there was a poll, an Emerson poll. Yeah. Uh, and it listed, uh, it, it uh, polled all the candidates for 2024 uh, Republican primary. And yes. it had, the Emerson poll had uh, President Trump 55%, yeah. uh, Ron DeSantis 25%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it had uh, President Trump up by 30 points, and it said he had a commanding lead. 
Could you yeah. check into that and verify uh, it for us? Mike, I, I did mention that at the beginning of the show. Um, that uh, people have not, uh, Trump supporters have not moved on to Ron DeSantis. They haven't. And there are a number of reasons. I had mentioned earlier one of the things that they said was Ron DeSantis is more of a Wall Street candidate. Donald Trump is more of a Main Street candidate. In, in other words, uh, uh, I would say that Ron DeSantis appears to be more of a Target candidate and uh, Trump supporters are more of a Walmart candidate. Yes. That's, yes. What, that's what I'm kind of leaning through. But, Mike, I appreciate the heads up on that. Yeah. Uh, and, and as much as the media was willing to say that Donald Trump was, should be left in the past, nobody believed it, Mike. And, and I said they weren't going to believe it because they're the same people. Em- Rob, been- I just wanted to emphasize that there's a 30-point lead. That's oh, yeah. significant. I would say that's pretty massive, actually. And when you've got when you've got people like uh, 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 I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of his name from Wisconsin, uh, Paul. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. When you got Paul Ryan saying we should move on to Ron DeSantis, you know that Ron DeSantis is not uh, ready for prime time. That there's still a passion and a fire for Donald Trump. And the main driver of that is that he did what he said he was going to do, and he said bleep you to the establishment. And we can never return to the days of people like Mike Pence or Mitt Romney or uh, uh, you know whoever, whatever rhino exists. So it it uh, basically proved to me that uh, while people like S.E. Cup are trying to drive the final nail into Donald Trump's coffin. Uh, they are the same people who've been driving nails for seven years, and the American people are saying, "Now nah, you know what? We're still behind Trump. There's nothing they can do about it." Mike, I appreciate it. Let's take a break. We are you are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that Trump voters aren't ready to move on to Ron DeSantis. Nothing against Ron DeSantis, but Trump voters think that Ron, Donald Trump is not done. That's it, really. That, that, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. In a nutshell. It's, uh, people feel that Donald Trump's work is not done. And then he had his uh, uh, second term uh, uh, stolen from him. They, they do. They feel that way. Sorry, I hate to tell you this, but that's just the way people feel. So you can try to uh, you can try to gaslight. You can try to say, "Oh no, you're, you know whatever," but they're not going that way. They love what he brought to Washington D.C. They brought the fervor. They brought the passion, and they love the fact that he did what he said he was going to do when he got to Washington D.C. And they love the fact that everybody in the swamp hammered on him for seven years, and he always came up swinging. That's the great thing. And I'm not making this about uh, to be a, a cheerleader for Donald Trump. I'm just saying what's driving people to believe in him. And I said earlier that the word gaslighting is the word of the year, even that's a compound word, but it's gaslighting, the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster. And it's only for one reason. It's because gaslighting is being used so fervently by the government, the mainstream media and big social media, and everybody gets it. Here's a, this is an interesting, uh, uh, from an, uh, an analysis of the word gaslighting, the term is often applied to the construct of emotionally abusive relationships, such as romantic relationships or among family members. It also sometimes used in reference to manipulative, manipulative deception in other contexts, such as by politicians. And everybody knows it. That's the thing. Here's our first uh, Christmas parody of the season. 
about Ron DeSantis. Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's the next big thing. This is Jim Gossett. The media pretends to like him. His praises they all sing. He's great. It makes me sick because it's a trick to get Trump out of the way. Paul Ryan wants him. If he beats Don, they'll turn on Ron. They'll support DeSantis no way. You want to put your long gas light out? Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's got lots of Fans. Hey, baby. No. All right, act like they support him, but they've got other plans. He's so dreamy. They'll try to use him, then abuse him. The goal is ruining Trump. They prefer a wimp like Pence and a Santa's Claus they will don. <laughs> we better stick with Trump. Yeah, there you go. By the way, if you want to go see Jim Gossett live next week, Next week, December the 3rd, I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to New York. I'm going to be broadcasting from the Newsmax uh, Broadcast Central. I did there last year. It's across the street and a couple stories up from where Rush Limbaugh got his start at WABC. Uh, if you want to go see Jim Gossett, uh, just go to uh, just to Google uh, JimGossettComedy.com. There you go. Just Google it. Uh, December the 3rd in Atlanta if you want to go see his show. So uh, JimGossettComedy.com, two S's and two T's if you want to go see it. Let's go to uh, Beverly in Baltimore. She wants to talk about gaslighting. Hello there, Beverly. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hello, Rob. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my goodness. I did some cooking, and I didn't stop on Thanksgiving. I cooked every single day. And, I know that's right. Uh, and then I put up Christmas de- decorations <laughs> like crazy. And my wife's going to freak out when she gets home. <laughs> well, look, we all sat around, no mask, had our drinks and everything, and we're oh. just fine. But oh, my look, goodness. Let me tell you something, Rob. That's what? a movie called Gaslighting, star- starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. Excellent movie. Really? She gaslighted her so bad that she thought she was losing her mind. Yep. And yep. I tell you what, MSNBC, CNN, and all the big news stations, they are fooling people. They're lying to them. Half the people that were sitting around my Thanksgiving table, they didn't even know what the hell was going on. <laughs> They're lying to people. And if they didn't. Hey, Beverly, they Beverly. Now, now. I listen. Now, I mentioned this earlier, and I came up with this a long time ago. You got, say, for instance, there's a man in your life, okay? Uh, you got a husband or whatever. I'm just, I'm just using an analogy here. Uh, but anyway, he he comes home with a pocket full of condoms. He has all sorts of texts from a woman saying, "You were so good in bed yesterday." You got, you got, uh, you know, he's he's got uh, uh, receipts for hotel rooms when he wasn't on business, and and he says you're crazy. That's what that's all about. That's what the Democrat Party and big social media and the mainstream media have done to the American people. With regard to everything, they wanted to stop us investigating. Absolutely. And listen, let me tell you, I like Ron DeSantis, but listen, let me tell you something. Uh, Trump promises made, promises kit. Boom. That's Boom. the best president I know. He started Boom. the wall. I want the man to finish it so he can get credit for it. He started the pipeline. I want him to get that up again so he can get credit for it. The yeah. man, look, Benjamin Netanyahu loves Donald Trump, and I respect yeah. Benjamin Netanyahu and a lot of other leaders. Donald Trump has the experience. Let him finish what he started. I love the man. All right, Beverly, you have a glorious Christmas. God you bless you, okay? Your heart. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs>
I love it. I love it. I love it. I still haven't gotten any calls. Did anybody see the movie on uh, Apple TV, Spirited, with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell? I saw that over the weekend. I, I talked a lot about Christmas Carol. Uh, if you did see it, I'd love to hear from you because I thought it was brilliant. My son said it was not brilliant, but I'm a comedy writer for a living, so I thought it was brilliant. Anyway, I might have to have him on the show to talk about it. I'm sure he will because uh, he's, a, he's a film star. He's a film star. But anyway, uh, if you did see that, I'd love to hear as well because I, I want to know if I'm insane or if it's really that good because I think it's really that good. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. Back from a, uh, a week off and I didn't do anything but stay at home. And cook and uh, and uh, and made like Clark Griswold on the house. My wife was out of town. I, you know, I never do the Christmas decorating because you know. And I, you know what else I don't do? I don't do a lot of the yard work because I hate uh, doing the yard work. I know it sounds kind of strange and all. It's an abdication of your rules. Here's the, uh, you know, of the rules of being a husband. I just don't because I grew up on a farm. All right, so I was knee deep in uh, you know animal feces half my life. And uh, the last thing I really want to do is is plant stuff. There's no interest in it. My wife can do it. Plant till yeah, I don't care what you grow in the backyard. I just don't do it. And unless I have a riding lawnmower, I don't mow the yard. I just don't. Sorry. Uh, done with that. Did it all my life. Not going to do it anymore. Um, that said, uh, uh, if you want to check out my social media, you can see the fruits of my labor, including the uh, Carson household and all the food that I made, including a, uh, a recipe I actually made up, which was a, uh, a pumpkin. I had leftover pumpkin from Thanksgiving. Uh, pumpkin turtle cheesecake with caramel and chocolate chips. I did that. So uh, Rob Carson Show on uh, Truth Social, Rob Carson Show on Getter, and on Twitter as well. And occasionally I'll even put something on Facebook. Uh, you know. But uh, Twitter is, by the way, much better the last few days. Have you noticed Twitter? I'm going to get to uh, Twitter and what's going on with Twitter in a second, including that um, it looks like uh, Elon Musk is going to share the government's involvement in keeping Hunter Biden's laptop under wraps. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Joe Biden has given the thumbs up to Chevron to produce oil in Venezuela. Uh, if you need any more evidence that this man in the White House is an enemy of the United States, and I, and I mean this in all seriousness, Venezuela is literally opening its prisons to send people to our country. The leader of Venezuela said they were going to do that. Venezuela is an evil regime. Millions of people have fled Venezuela because of the evil regime in an election that was stolen, by the way. And uh, Joe Biden is saying okay to building up Venezuela, an evil country that's starving its people to death, opening its prisons to come to the United States. And this man in the White House is saying, let's get their crappy, sulfur-filled, filthy oil and avoid the ocean of oil under our feet enough 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 of this president it is time to impeach him it is time to throw every roadblock in his way because he is not a friend of the country as founded and you know why i know that because i'm not stupid 
Oh, and then this headline, five Republicans publicly oppose McCarthy's uh, leadership bid, speakership bid, putting ascension to leadership role in jeopardy. You know why that is? Because so many people are calling their congressional uh, representative and saying, we don't want Kevin McCarthy as the speaker. We're tired of this, this nonsense of just immediately uh, approving the next guy in line rather than listening to the American people. Kevin McCarthy was down with and never said a damn thing really uh, about uh, Trump supporters being called MAGA fascists. Certainly Mitch McConnell did that. He got away with remaining the uh, minority leader. But there were people in Congress who were saying, yeah, you know what, Kevin McCarthy can't just count on it. And he can go down to the border and he can say all this, but why haven't you been saying for four years what the problem with the border is, particularly the last two years? Why did you just visit the border? Honestly, really, I don't think we trust you. I don't think we trust you. We trust people like, uh, on the Senate side, Rick Scott. We trust people like Jim Jordan on the Republican side. And I'd like to see uh, Jim Jordan in there. I'd like to see, uh, you know, the greatest uh, person for Speaker of the House would probably be um, Steve Scalise. The guy who literally was attacked and nearly killed by a Bernie Sanders supporter, a radical leftist. The same uh, leftism that drove hundreds of attacks on uh, pro, uh, pro-life pro pregnancy crisis centers. The same leftists who burned down the country in 2020. The same leftists who started fires in Washington, D.C. and said they burned down the White House on the day that Donald Trump was inaugurated. Uh, silence from those people. And if their their silence speaks volumes. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, if Kevin McCarthy is able to pull this off, he better do what he is uh, told, and it better be uh, Trumpian in its uh, philosophy, or uh, he done. But but really, honestly, I'd just like to say no, no to him. We've got, there are better choices, to be honest. Sorry, if you're silent for four or five years while the rest of us suffer, while we're being called names, while the President of the United States is able to do a speech bathing a Constitution Hall in blood red uh, and, and uh, calling us enemies of democracy, and then they want to ha- put out the hand of peace following the midterms. I know, we slap the hand away because we want people to pay for what they did. And if Kevin McCarthy isn't willing to step up and say, January 6th, we want all the videotape released from the Capitol. We want an investigation into FBI uh, involvement in that. We also want a complete review of the 2020 election. We also want uh, a complete review of the uh, Hunter Biden laptop and the communication between the federal government and big social media to kill the story before the last election and kill Russian, uh, Russia collusion, that hoax that came up in 2015, paid for by Hillary Clinton and the FBI. That better get done. That better get done because it's being it's called being held accountable and it's damned time that we held people in Washington, D.C. accountable. And I'm not getting that vibe from Kevin McCarthy. And I certainly am not given getting that vibe from Mitch McConnell. A couple of uh, headlines as far as the economy. Moody's chief economist 2023 is going to be a pretty rough year. Unemployment will rise and it'll take time to see if impacts of Fed actions. And, uh, of course, you're going to see uh, you're going to see uh, inflation continue. Why is that? We did the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, yeah, that didn't have anything to do with inflation, did it? No, it didn't. Had nothing to do with it. Not one little bit. Not one little bit. I've got some details on the uh, uh, transactions that people do that the uh, the, uh, the IRS is going to go after. And that includes you guys who are individual, owned, and operated, you gig workers. The government is going to demand information about all transactions $600 and above. They said they were going to do that. And we warned you about it. And they got it through in the Inflation Reduction Act. 
Kevin McCarthy, if you're the speaker, you better shut down, uh, shut down and defund this 85,000 IRS agents that they passed with the Inflation Reduction Act. You better do it, son, or there's going to be hell to pay. Americans are spending $433 more a month for the same products due to crippling inflation as consumer prices rocket 8% to the nearly highest level in 40 years. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my past where if you were a week out from payday and you had $433 in your account, you were lucky. Now, people aren't making it that far. People are putting their, uh, their purchases on credit cards. I remember this. I, when I got out of college, I was really poor, and uh, I was making $18,500 a year doing a morning radio show. And that's when I started writing comedy. And, uh, and uh, uh, I remember uh, making, I was making 480, bringing home $485 every two weeks. <laughs> and my rent was like 400 <laughs> My car payment was like 350 <sighs> And I had an Amico credit card, and I lived off the Amico credit card. I did, I did. I, and, uh, I would go there, and get a you know, get a hot dog off the wheel, <clears throat> get a uh, get a you know, a, a microwave burrito and a diet coke, whatever, whatever. That's what I did. That's what people are doing. But yeah, there you go. Four hundred forty-five dollars monthly. That a, a quick. That, that's about six grand a year. By the way, that that's that's six grand a year on top of people who make thirty thousand dollars a year. That's a twenty percent increase in their cost of living. It's happening all over. Food banks struggling this holiday season as inflation creates a perfect storm. Soaring food prices and a drop in donations mean many food bank warehouses are more thinly stocked than in recent years. According to Katie Fitzgerald, Chief Operating Officer at Feeding America, a nonprofit overseeing a network of more than 200 food banks across the country. People going to food banks have never gone there before. Today in our mail, we got three cards from the uh, Salvation Army asking for help and we're going to help as much as we can more than 40 percent of small business owners say they couldn't pay rent uh, on time or for the full month of november highest on record joe biden says that if you think that the economy's not getting better you're crazy he's gaslighting you so there you go. Fifty-seven uh, percent of beauty salons say they couldn't make rent 45 percent of gyms Retail, 44%, and 44% of restaurants couldn't make rent. Making matters worse has occurred during a quarter when more money should be coming in and, and rent delinquency rates should be decreasing. But so far this quarter, the opposite has been true. 60% of businesses say that inflation is the problem. Michigan had the highest percentage of small business owners unable to make rent at 51%. But they went ahead and voted for Gretchen Whitmer, apparently. New York, 49%. Oh, and then this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Santa shortage. Anthony Fauci and COVID killed Santa. Or I should say Santa's helpers. Don't freak out. Company that rents out Santa says there's a national shortage after demand is up 30%. 2,250 jobs for St. Nick open around the country. Of course, for the kids in the audience, it's Santa's helpers. They're the ones who help Santa. Yeah, they're the ones who help Santa. Yeah. HireSanta.com struggling to meet high volume of Santa requests this winter. CEO Mitch Allen claims that for every Santa, there are 20 open positions. And presumably a lot of kids who, uh, whose parents working with Santa may not get what they want for Christmas. We'll see. On the other side, I wasn't on when Leslie Stahl 
I know it wasn't Leslie Stahl. It was Catherine Herridge admitted last week, 400 plus days after the FBI got the laptop from hell, that it's real. I have some thoughts on that. And then Anthony Fauci last week was able to retire without answering where COVID came from. That and more. The number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's The Rob Carson Show. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. A dispute over a mask led to a woman being tased by a cop at a middle school game. It was a tense first day of class. Police were called on campus. The entire school went into lockdown. Remember all this? And all because two students refused to wear a mask. Suggesting we declare a pandemic amnesty. Quote, we need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. We changed our whole culture mm. and uh, of America. That'll be a generation or more to, to overcome. It's record low reading and math scores reveal the impact of school shutdowns. New test results show a significant drop in... Yeah, I'm not letting this fade into the rearview rear me- memory... Rearview mirror of history. Test scores and learning... There we go. For elementary school age children in the United States. The decline in reading and math. And last week, while I was on vacation, the mainstream media attempted to canonize Anthony Fauci. He even did his last press conference where he did little speaking and said he let Corinne Jean-Pierre, who, by the way, is a mousy Marxist, uh, literally step in the way of those who would dare to question the dear leader about the origins of COVID. It came from a lab in Wuhan, China, and the United States was involved in gain-of-function research. Uh, it's just my opinion. It's protected by the First Amendment. Dr. Fauci, um, only, only 13% of... Hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being, you're being, you're being disrespectful to your colleagues, and you're being disrespectful to our guests. Okay. Um, Anthony Fauci is not the guest of the American people. Anthony Fauci is the, uh, the leader of the NIH, okay? Uh, he is the man who was in charge of all of the COVID decision-making, and much of it was very, very wrong. And he needs to answer for it. He doesn't gallop off into the sunset and get a gold watch. I will not call on you if you yell, and also you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. Oh, well, for God's sake, then let's take those two minutes and praise his enormous leadership. That was wrong. I'm done. I'm not going, I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, Yeah, you couldn't answer the obvious question, which is where the hell did it come from? Where, Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Why is my question disinformation? Why is my curiosity disinformation? It's nonsense. This is according to uh, Breitbart. It is clear from newly redacted communications between top scientists that uh, early in the pandemic, there was a coordinated push to downplay the possibility that COVID originated in a lab and to instead bolster then unsubstantiated claims that the virus had naturally made the trans species jump to humans. Through a FOIA lawsuit, Guardian reporter Jimmy Tobias obtained newly unredacted emails detailing both the February 1st, 2020 teleconference between Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and infectious diseases. I said NIH. That's not right. 
and virologists discussing the SARS COVID virus, as well as other correspondence pertaining to the COVID 19's possible origins. Emily Copper, reported with the nonprofit investigative research group U.S. Right to Know, has incorporated these findings into an extensive and detailed timeline concerning the proximal origin of SARS COVID 2. Several top virologists sought to examine the nature of the coronavirus that would go on to kill tens of millions of people worldwide. So uh, they've been hiding the possibility that, well, and it's the most, honestly, it's the most uh, uh, common sense response is that it was created in a lab because Dr. Anthony Fauci was funding gain-of-function research in said lab and a virus that they had uh, predicted could happen happened at the lab. So there's that. In an email in 2020 to Francis Collins, the former director of the NIH, British medical researcher Jeremy Farrar attached comments provided by Michael Farzan, professor and chair of the Department of Entomology and Microbiology at the Scripps Institute. Uh, They may have accidentally created a virus that would be primed for rapid transmission between humans via gain of of, uh, function and adaptation to human ACE receptor via repeated passage, blah, blah, blah. In other words, remains very real possibility of accidental lab passage in animals to give uh, to humans. They, they created it. At least that's my opinion. And some people are saying, yeah. Here is Anthony Fauci. He was all over the, uh, he was on with getting softballs on Face the Nation. He was talking all sorts of, here he is uh, defending China. Literally defending China. This man who got richer, by the way, he, he, his, his net worth increased by millions during the pandemic. And here he is defending China, the origin of the virus. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach, that clearly the Trump administration... It's not anti-China. It was, China, you have to answer some questions. That right from the very beginning. And the accusatory nature, the Chinese... Are gonna it's because it came from Wuhan, China, where there was a lab. Flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry. And China lies about everything, including decades of theft of our intellectual property. I'm not going to talk to you about it, which is not correct. But they're they not talking be. to the Biden administration about it either. Exactly. I think that horse is out of the barn, and they're very suspicious of anybody trying to accuse them. We need to have an open dialogue with their scientists and our scientists. And why has that taken two years uh, plus? Keep the politics out of it. And let this- oh, no nonsense. The, the virus was political. If, if China was involved in the, making the virus at the lab, and I think they were, it was political. Here is, uh, here is uh, Dr. Fauci uh, talking about the possibility of more school closings. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> yeah, it's because it was a failure and uh, they didn't need to shut down. And it destroyed children's lives, you jerk. <laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance and you do it in real time. Yeah, you know what? It's already been disproven. We already know. It was, a, it was a nightmare for kids and it was absolutely destructive policy that was unnecessary because kids don't die of COVID. They don't. There are kids who have uh, uh, severe comorbidities, and otherwise it is uh, no more deadly than a a seasonal flu for for children. 
For people who are much older with comorbidities, absolutely, but so is pneumonia. Pneumonia is a leading cause of death with elderly people. It happens. So uh, a little bit more from Anthony Fauci, including uh, uh, saying that the pandemic is still on, even though Joe Biden said it, uh, it stopped two months ago. We've got that, and then we're going to move into January 6th. FBI appears to be uh, very involved in it, and we're going to know more about it as the new Congress takes over. This is The Rob Carson Show. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of it. Have you noticed that uh, not a whole lot of Rachel Maddow on MSNBC these days? Have you noticed that? A whole lot of that going on. She also lied for three years about the uh, Russia collusion thing. It was a lie. And, and I got to tell you, if I were her, I would have uh, removed myself because uh, I would be embarrassed to show my face for being so freaking wrong about everything, about everything. And here's, uh, here's Anthony Fauci. Uh, Joe Biden two months ago said that the, uh, he, remember he said that the, uh, the, uh, the, vi- the virus, uh, the, the COVID crisis was over. Is this country ready for another pandemic? And are we still in the one we have not, uh, yeah. that we've been talking about? Well, we certainly are still in it. I think you just need to look at the numbers. We're still having between three and 400 deaths per day. So I, I think the idea that... How many people die of uh, heart disease and cancer every day? Yeah, nonsense, honestly. Uh, just kind of done. Kind of done with you. You had your, uh, your day in the sun there, Junior. Go back and bake those cookies in the hollow tree. Although I don't think I'd eat his cookies. Just going to tell you. I don't think that I would eat his cookies. I would not even come close to his cookies. I would have nothing at all to do with, uh, with Anthony Fauci's cookies. But I'll play this anyway. This is our uh, au revoir to him from his position. But not, now the end is near. But not from payback. And I'll be leaving in December. That's Jim Gossett, by the way, in case you wanted to know. And when Fauci is gone... I hope that people won't remember. Oh, we will. That I was such a fraud. Oh, how I lied in such a sly way. But more. What more? Much more than this. I did it my way. Fauci, I am. I wrote the book to play both sides and be a crook. I got big bucks from the Wuhan lab. America, you paid the tab. I faced it all from Rand Paul and did it Fauci's way. I'll make more dough.
love those uh, the big finish there from uh, Jim Gossett. If you want to go see his show in Atlanta on December the 3rd, just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. That's two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. Uh, let's go to Mel in Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, Mel, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, brother? Uh, yes, Rob. Thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, that Fauci had the nerve to bring horses into the war. Uh, uh, one of the uh, issues he was talking about. I'm in the horse ba- racing business, just like John Frederick used to be. But yes, I like yes. to. I could smack him right in his mouth for saying something. Even <laughs> even uttering the word horse out of his out of out of his, out of his mouth. I'm telling you the truth. But anyhow, yes. You know the the even with the uh, congressional uh, inquiry that could lead into uh, well investigations that could lead into prosecutions. Why well, I kind of. You know, the question I have for you, Rob, what what what, what makes you think that uh, Merrick Garland is going to uh, prosecute any of his uh, cohorts, you know, of his party? You know, he's got to be impeached. He's got yes. to be removed. Yes. He's gotta, we, we've got to put an apolitical uh, 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 attorney general in that position. That yeah. guy needs to be locked up. The, the jailhouse dropped right on top of his head. Yeah. And uh, yeah. buried. Because... Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, oh, I agree. I agree. I believe he needs to be impeached and removed from power. We'll see if uh, the Democrats decide they want to uh, uh, get along with that. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, there's talk about removing him from office, impeaching him. He deserves to be. Uh, certainly there's that talk about Joe Biden. Probably nothing we're going to be able to do about that, even though he has uh, really been the worst president in memory as far as the border is concerned, about as far as the economy is concerned, about our international sovereignty, as far as corruption overall. Uh, but chances are Democrats won't play along with an impeachment of Joe Biden, um, possibly replacement of Joe Biden uh, using the 25th Amendment. But even that, I'm not uh, holding my breath on. Um, But what I'm hoping is that this Republican Party will uh, at least step up to the plate with these investigations to where the evidence is so overwhelming that uh, that things have to be done. That becomes so uh, very transparent that uh, that people like Merrick Garland have to step down from office. And and who knows if that's going to happen, Mel, but they should. And, and we have to hold, we have to, we cannot just just stop midterms happen. Let's work together to get things done. Bull crap. We have to stop. We have to take the wheels, yeah. shoot the tires out of this Agreed. agenda. That's what we got to do. Go ahead. You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy, is, he's another uh, squishy uh, rhino that I wouldn't, I, you know, I could probably, you know, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw a grand piano. But there's a, there's a representative out of Kentucky, James Comer. Cumber's great too. Yeah, I think that's the man. If if not Jim Jordan, or or even uh, um, uh, the, the young fellow from Florida, uh, uh, Gates, Matt Gates. Matt Gates, yeah. Oh, Matt Gates, boom. Yeah, Matt Gates is phenomenal. There, there's a deep bench that we have on the right, yeah. and that uh, Kevin McCarthy, he ought to be, you know, given his pink slip and send him out the door, you know, and not to come back. I'm with but you, Bill. You know he's too. He's too. He's like. He's like. Uh, what's a flimsy grant? And Mel. And Mel. What's yeah. What's the key word? What's the key thing about about uh, Kevin McCarthy? That what does he not? Do you not do with regard to Kevin McCarthy? You don't trust him, right? Right. Right. All of the yeah. All of the names that you just mentioned there, Jim Jordan, I would follow into battle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. I would fight right alongside him. Yes. Yes. Because well, I trust know, so- them. Right. They can be trusted. McCarthy, he, he's, he's, he's uh, in, in Mitch McConnell's camp. Well, look, 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 look at this. Now, let me, let me just tell you. Do you know who the media wants to be uh, uh, Speaker of the House? 
the people that they're not targeting. The, you know, the ones that they're targeting, Jim Jordan, are the ones they're most terrified of. Jim Comer, mm-hmm. they're the most terrified of them. Kevin McCarthy, where's the outcry? Oh, don't make him. He's a white supremacist. He's a Trump, whatever. They're not saying a damn thing about Kevin McCarthy becoming the Speaker of the House. You know why? Because they want him to be the Speaker of the House. Because they feel like he is the only guy who would be willing to reach across the aisle after calling us mega fascists and enemies of the country. He'd be the only guy to say, hey, you know what? That's all behind us. Let's shake hands and sing Kumbaya. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, and no, we ain't no, doing no. that, Mel. We're not doing no, it, are no. we, Mel? No, Bull no, crap. no, we're not, brother. Take care, uh, Rob. I want people to pay. I want people to pay for it, man. Appreciate the call. I want him to be visited by three spirits, and then I just want the Democrat Party to actually not redeem itself because it has no ability to do that. I'm using a lot of uh, Christmas carol analogies today. Disinformation, gaslighting. Remember gaslighting? In case you missed it, gaslighting is is uh, the act of distorting the truth in a way that's intended to make another person accept the deception due to doubting their own memory, reality, or sanity. That's what the mainstream media and big social media tried to do with regard to Hunter's laptop, Russia collusion, uh, the election of 2020, January the 6th, COVID, just like it, that uh, Scrooge tried to do. To Jacob Marley, he said, uh, you know, why do you doubt your senses? Well, you don't exist. I don't see you. You're not sitting there. Uh, you, you're probably just an underdone potato or a blot of mustard. That's the same. It's gaslighting to, to make you believe uh, that the opposite is true and the tr- truth is a fallacy and is a product of uh, some sort of mental instability. It's BS. Absolute BS. Absolute BS. So Elon Musk. Have you been uh, on Twitter? I, I was on Twitter over the week, and I've gotten, listen, I've never gotten a huge response on Twitter because I get blocked on Twitter all the time. I, my, I've got about 5,000 followers on Twitter. You know, I don't care. I don't have 83 million, and I haven't spent a lot of time really trying to boost it and learn the little tricks, you know, you're putting your hashtag here and the this there and all that. And so, so I started getting, like, some traction on Twitter in the last uh, couple of weeks. And it's because, uh, you know, they're letting conservatives back on. They're letting Donald Trump back on. Donald Trump uh, has said, and then decided if he's going to do it or not. And I thought he had been. I, I, I apologize. Last week, like two weeks ago, somebody called me and said, Donald Trump, um, you know, they're going to reinstate him. And I thought he'd been reinstated, but he hadn't. But he has, and he's not done any tweeting. That said, Elon Musk has agreed that Twitter should release all internal discussions concerning the center of uh, the censoring of the New York Post story that exposed information on Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 presidential election. I don't know if this has any thing to do with it this morning, but Elon Musk tweeted a picture I thought was interesting. It had a big old handgun. I'm not sure what it was, but it was big. And then there was a uh, a musket in a small, like, uh, collector's case in front of a picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware and three empty cans of uh, caffeine-free Coke. I don't know what exactly that means. Is it that Elon Musk is sleeping with a gun under his pillow since saying that he was going to uh, divulge the correspondence between the Biden uh, uh, DOJ and uh, DHS with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop and shutting down the story before the election? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. If I were Elon Musk, I'd be tweeting that picture, too, because, you know, you never know what could happen, do you? Anyway, uh, Musk um, finalized the purchase of Twitter, commented on a post that asked followers to, quote, raise your hand if you think Elon Musk should make public all internal discussions surrounding the censorship of the post coverage. He said this is necessary to restore public trust. Okay? 
Yeah, the Post in October 2020 reported that a laptop of then-presidential candidate Joe Biden's son showed possible shady dealings with uh, China and Ukraine involving Joe Biden. When the Post tweeted the story uh, to Twitter, obviously it's Twitter, it's a tweet, uh, they suspended their account saying the story violated its rules against hacked materials. Facebook also limited sharing of the story. The Post account remained locked for weeks, with Twitter demanding that Hunter Biden's laptop tweets be deleted. Most of the mainstream media either refused to acknowledge the laptop story or claimed it was Russian disinformation well into this year. And then we find out, and then we find out it's all true. It's all 100% true. It was all a big lie. Remember Leslie Stahl talking to Donald Trump? And now that Catherine Herridge has admitted that the laptop was for real, hundreds of days after the uh, the election, uh, hundreds of days after the New York Post story, here is uh, Leslie Stahl being a good little uh, uh, socialist slash communist uh, member of Pravda. It's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me, we they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't, the family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay, All right. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So let's get back to the name Paul. No, let's not. The Post account remained shut for weeks. It threw the election effectively, uh, along with some other stuff that I won't get into right now. Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics survey results in August showed that 78% of Americans say former President Trump would have won the 2020 presidential election if voters had known the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop. Huh. Well, why then do you suppose people are still backing Donald Trump instead of Ron DeSantis? And the media said that they were supporting Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump was gone. No, there it is right there. 78% of Americans say former President Donald Trump would have won the 2020 election if voters had known the truth about Hunter's laptop. A Rasmussen report poll in September showed 63% of likely voters said the story was important, including 44% saying the story is very important. And they gaslighted you for believing it. And now you know it's the truth. And that is another domino. That is another domino that has fallen. And right now, when it comes to uh, things that were considered disinformation, we are undefeated with us being right and them being wrong. And we have to hold them accountable. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Ron Carson Show. Experts say it has all the hallmarks of information laundering and all the headaches of 2016. This time, it's a tabloid newspaper dribbling out emails, purportedly swiped from Vice President Joe Biden's son. This looks like your classic disinformation campaign. Eric O'Neill is a former FBI operative. Steal the information with a cyber attack, get the emails from Hunter Biden's account, and then put them on the disinformation hunter biden's laptop disinformation this is 2020 these laptops that are left at a repair store and that's how the information is now laundered into the public who do you think is behind this well the russians would be my uh, number one guess the russians there you go now two years later 
and we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. The laptop data we had analyzed showed no evidence it was faked or tampered with. Digital. Yeah, and you know what? The FBI knew that too. They knew that three freaking years ago. Forensic investigator Mark Lanterman was previously a member of a Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. You're confident based on your analysis this is Hunter Biden's data and that it's real. Yes. There you go, MRC-TV, put it together. There you go, kids. So there's another thing that was considered to be disinformation, and it turned out to be true, and you were gaslighted about it. Gaslighting, that's been the word of the day, by the way. Gaslighting is the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster. And gaslighting is the act of distorting the truth in a way that's intended to make another person accept their deception. Due to doubting their own memory, reality, or sanity, considered a form of psychological manipulation or emotional abuse. It's also sometimes used in reference to manipulative deception in other contexts, such as by politicians. Isn't that weird? Isn't that just crazy? It's another domino. It's another domino that has fallen. January 6th will be next. January 6th will be next. There's a lot of that stuff going on with uh, with regard to January 6th. It was the worst attack, worst attack on uh, on uh, the uh, U.S. Capitol in American history. Even though, even though, just days afterwards, Rachel Maddow, who's suddenly very quiet, said that there was no way this was an insurrection. Just, just the key point that yes, there was a pro-Trump rally at which the president spoke, and you can we can absolutely talk about all the things the president said there. But the idea that that rally is the thing that got out of hand and not some how resulted in the breaching of the Capitol. That rally was very far from the Capitol. Yep. And the people who, as you say, did the initial breach that allowed everybody else to come in, they never even went to that rally. Yeah. And we've got some new information that I will share at length tomorrow. But Liz Cheney, who was defeated soundly in a re-election bid, now facing backlash from staffers on the January 6th committee. There's a deepening division in the January 6th committee as staffers turn on Liz Cheney over the final report on the January 6th riot. Angry rhetoric is flying with staffers accusing the committee of becoming a Cheney 2024 campaign. While both the Cheney spokesperson and Cheney uh, committee spokesperson lashed out at its own members as disgruntled and producing shoddy or biased work. Now, apparently they had several teams associated with the January 6th committee. A color-coded teams. One's the blue team. Uh, and they were to investigate failure to prepare for a riot. Uh, that part of the investigation reportedly being uh, dumped or reduced. Members of the green and purple teams also apparently were quite irate. F- irate. Fifteen former and current staffers who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss internal deliberations expressed, expressed concerns that important findings unrelated to Trump will not be available to the American public. Meaning that there were a lot of aspects to January the 6th like... The FBI infiltrating those who would go into the building that the Capitol Police left hanging without any indication that this was going to happen, even though the FBI knew it. There are several teams investigating this on the January 6th committee, but they're being ignored. I'll share more on this. It's blockbuster stuff. The uh, the the uh, the feces is hitting the fan, as it were. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up on this Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. I wasn't able to get to everything that I wanted to, but I'll have it tomorrow and more. In the meantime, follow me on social media at Rob Carson Show. God bless you guys, and until tomorrow, Merry Christmas, and don't catch the stupid.